Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touched by a Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with your host today, Lynn Carpenter. Hi, Lynn. Hey, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited that we get to talk about your important work in the world as it relates to horses and healing humans. <laughs> yes. I'm excited, too. It's my, yes. it's my passion and my purpose to bring mm. the healing gift of horses to humankind. Amazing. Where, where are you in the world, by the way? I am right outside. I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh, perfect. Okay. Got yes. it. Love it. So good. Well, tell me, we've had um, so many hosts on the show that work with horses and humans. What, what would you just, how would you describe your work? What do you do? Who do you help? I help mainly women um, who are, they played all the roles that society, um, their parents, their upbringing taught them that would make them happy and fulfilled and successful and worthy and loved. Mm. And they realize at some point there's an end game to this life. And maybe they've put their identity into parenting or being the backbone in the marriage. Um, but they, they realize like, whoa, is this all there is? And am I doing what I came to earth to do? And I work with people who are really looking to remember what they came to earth to do and, and truly who they are. Mm, Wow. I would think that would be a scary place. Is that scary or is that exciting? Or maybe it's both. I think when people first come to me, they're, they're not in the greatest place. Um, it can shift very quickly, but, um, I think when people really get to that point of like, is this all there is pain drove them to that, that place. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine if you're, if you put identity in being a parent, for example, or the backbone Mm -hmm. of um, a marriage and you start to question, I mean, there's so much identity wrapped up in the role. Oh Yeah that to not have that identity and to think what do like the question that comes up for me is, well, what do I really want? It's such a hard question to answer, but. Exactly. Um, yeah. And who am I? And, um, I can't tell you how many women come up to my round pen and they're like, I don't even know what I like. I'm so used to making everyone else happy that I come last. And yeah. I've even heard the phrase, I'm as happy as my least happy child. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. How, I mean, what are some of the other places that um, this shows up where you think about people who are wrestling with this? What other um, um, symptoms or? I, I recently had someone um, come out and she is an artist, but mm. she's working a corporate job and she's so exhausted at the end of her day that she's not finding her art, her creative self is not finding expression. And she's just, she was to a point where she was just so ready to just blow it all off. And Mm. it just really burnt out. And I facilitated a conversation between her corporate self and her um, Mm -hmm. artist self. Cool. And it's called a polarity piece. So there's a pole in the middle of um, the the round pen. So Mm -hmm. on one side, she's the corporate self. And on the Mm -hmm. other side, she's her artist self. Mm -hmm. And what she realized um, is that the artist self just needed expression. It's not like she has to be making a living creating her art, Mm. but she needs to allow that part of herself to have expression. And so we're having this conversation and the horse 
I realized is straddling the pole and I backed mm. her up and I said, what does this, what does this mean to you? She was like, oh my gosh. I mean, she, she got it to her. It meant I need to have both parts of myself need mm. to have expression. And the very next session, I mean, she's just lit up like crazy. She's, I can't, I didn't even recognize her as the same woman that, wow. um, that showed up in my round pin a week prior. So, um, so that's, wow. a, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, that's amazing. Why, why do you feel like people stay stuck in it so long? The that's roles. a really good question. Um, I think because we believe that's what we're supposed to do. Like this mm. is the society norm mom and dad may have said, you can't be an artist. You'll never make any money. You need to go this corporate route mm -hmm. or, um, you know, so many people believe that their job is to make a good home and be a good wife and be a good mom. And then they realize I've abandoned myself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes maybe the safety of, of knowing, like that I know it, I know what this is at least, mm -hmm. at least I know what this is. Right. I may, it may not be, especially once you see the end game, you're like, is this all there is? And you're like, yeah, but I don't know what else is out there. I, at least I know what this is. Right. And exactly. maybe it's easier to stay in that. But well, what exactly. do you see possible? Like people have come work with you. Mm -hmm. um, obviously you just gave the example of the, the corporate artist. What happens, what else happens? How do people, like, what else do you see possible for people stepping out of their old roles? I think the most important thing that I see is people learning to be compassionate with themselves. They, they, the voice in our heads that we talk to ourselves, so many of us, we would never talk to another person mm. the way that we, we beat ourselves up. And so one of the most immediate things I see, and I tell people all the time, really be a careful shepherd of your thoughts. And, and, mm. and if you hear yourself berating yourself and judging and stop, stop and, and talk to yourself like you would talk to your child or um, a dear friend and how important that self-compassion piece is because I truly believe that as long as we're beating up ourselves up, telling ourselves, you should be doing better, you should be doing more, you're an idiot, who do you think you are? It keeps people frozen. Right, yeah, big time. So, yeah, and the converse so of that being true too, that if they, if they get unstuck from that, then they start to dream again, or I mean, what else happens? They get unstuck and what do you notice? Well, exactly. So I posted something on Facebook this morning that said, you know, if you, if you, if you got rid of the shame, blame, and guilt, and you approached yourself with self-compassion and love, and you couldn't do wrong, what would you do? Like, mm. what, what is keep, if you're afraid of failing, because you're going to beat yourself up if you fail, yeah. um, no, you're not going to make any movement. So mm. The self-compassion piece is so important because then it allows people, it, I always say, the horses have your back, I have your back, do you have your back? And when mm. you can have your back, mm. then you will step outside of your comfort zone. You will try new things. You will follow that desire. And, and so mm. that is, that's what's possible. The sky's how, the limit. <laughs> how do people start to, um, 
answer the question, what do I want? Like, how do you, like, what, how do they answer that? Um, I recently read a book by Marie Forleo called Everything is Figure Outable. Mm. And so I've used an exercise that she has in this book with my coaching clients. Mm. So every day for a week, take a blank piece of paper and at the top of the page, write what I really want is, Mm. and then fill the page and do this for seven days. Don't go back and read it until the end of seven days. Hmm. And then at the end of seven days, go back and circle everything that you wrote more than once. Those are your desires. So those are the things. So then I say, pick one, just pick one and say yes to it. So whatever it is, just pick one of those things. Maybe it's the one that shows up the most and say yes to it and then follow the breadcrumbs and see where it leads. What a great uh, exercise. I love that. Follow the breadcrumbs. I love, yeah. I love that whole analogy of breadcrumbs. You, say, uh, you said before we hit record um, that it's helping people remember who they are right. a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes when we step into the roles in life, we sort of start to play the role and forget who we are. But it's this, I love this thought that um, what we want is already, like it's already there. If you just follow the breadcrumbs, like, it's trying to communicate with you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Liz Gilbert wrote in her book, Big Magic, that um, mm. spirit buries all sorts of jewels inside of us and just steps mm. back with excitement that. to watch us uncover them. And that's really what I, I love to do is help people remember they are a soul an eternal soul having a human experience. And what did they come to earth to do? And and I think people get hung up that they're supposed to create a cure for cancer, end world (laughs) hunger. And that's not, it doesn't have, it's not that. I mean, that might be someone's why, but I think we came here to love and to love ourselves and to love one another. And, And we're born worthy. It's not something we have to earn. Um, and that's what yeah. I find great joy in is helping people remember who they truly are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everybody's breadcrumbs are different. So everybody's journey yeah. gets to be different, which is so, uh, maybe refreshing. Cause I think in this world where you go buy something that's been manufactured, you know, your life has not been manufactured. You're a unique soul with unique breadcrumbs right. that exactly. if you would just follow the breadcrumbs, right. what a, what a fun adventure. Exactly. Who knows where that will take you? That's right. And when you can do it with, with love of self and Mm. self-compassion, it's so freeing. And it's, it's amazing to see the transformation. I do ongoing groups. And so when people first come into my round pen versus towards the end of our time together, um, the difference is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can see it. Like you said earlier, you oh, can see it in their they face. They light up and yeah. it, it's like giant smiles and hmm. it's so profound. That's amazing. Yeah. What, what other kind of work do you do? You've said you do group work. What kind of work do I, you do? I do group work. Um, I run some women's empowerment, equine guided women's empowerment groups. My husband and I are about to start a couples group. Um, which I'm super excited about because we've done a lot of couples work in the past. So um, we've been doing this weekly live stream together on Facebook. Um, just It is fun. And um, 
And so I'm looking forward to partnering with him and doing the couple's work. And I also do private sessions. Um, hmm. Love to do private. They're, it's so interesting, the, the difference between a private and a group. Um, hmm, private bet, people yeah. just take the work so deep. Right. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you ever do work that is digital or not local? Do you know that I am working with my husband right now and we are coming up with a visioning class a course for couples online. Nice. We always vision together at the beginning of every year and everyone mm -hmm. does vision courses. And I mm -hmm. said, you know what though, but how many couples really mm -hmm. um, go in and do the visioning together like we do? So that's, we're working on that. I content. love it. Yeah. So exciting. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Well, then if people wanted to reach out to you, then maybe they want to see a live stream or maybe they just want to check out your work and connect with you to work with you. How, where do people find you? I am at blissfulheartcoaching.com and blissful only has one L y'all. Everyone thinks it's got two. It's only got one. <laughs> uh, blissfulheartcoaching.com. And I'm also on Facebook. Um, I don't know the URL to that, but. But they just um, look up Lynn Carpenter or they look up blissful heart coaching. Um, they could look up Blissful Heart Coaching. Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Lynn Blank Carpenter, B-L-A-N-C Carpenter. Got it. Also. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. So good. Lynn, leave us with um, some words of wisdom here. If we are somebody who is ready for what's next in our life, like where do we start? What's, how do I start to step into that? You say yes to yourself. And I would love to support you in your journey to remember who you are and what you came to earth to do. So um, and if, if it's not me, find support somewhere because it's so important that when you're wanting to change a lifetime of habits and coping mechanisms, you'll, you'll have a much more enjoyable time of it with support. It's, Absolutely. I'm, I'm all about getting support. Yeah. Big time. I think too many people are kind of lone rangers trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah. Get some support, people. If you're listening to this, Amen. get some support. Amen. <laughs> yeah, get support. <laughs> All right, get support. Awesome. Thanks, Lynn, so much for your time. Great to chat with you. And until Thanks. Next time, see ya. I appreciate you, Chris.